Coming at you live from the heart of Lincoln, America. This is Old School. Sponsored by the Mercado by Certified Piedmontese. Broadcasting veteran Derek Pearson. When you find something that moves them, that makes them smile, celebrate it. That's your task. That's your superpower. Nebraska Football Hall of Famer Jay Foreman. Rifles a pass. It was tipped. It's picked off by Foreman. He's at the 15, 10, 5. He'll score! On 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Hour number two of old school. What day is today? Wednesday? I have lost this week. I have just lost it. And, and uh, I do know teammates mentoring hour from six to seven. Uh, go Big Red Birdie uh, at eight o'clock, seven o'clock. It'll be, I believe it's Carter Longy taking us through. So be a long night there, plus some coverage and conversation about uh, the Nebraska women's basketball team as they travel to Minneapolis to take on the Gophers. And with four games left, three out of four is almost mandatory if they're going to think about postseason. At six and eight in the conference, uh, 14 and 11, the three and one puts them at 500 in the Big Ten and puts them at, at, at uh, 17 and 12, which is cusp, but probably good enough because it's the Big Ten plus some quality of wins. So that's a big one tonight, uh, 7 o'clock tip. Um, for the Lady Huskers. Uh, 402-464-5685, Sarder Heyman text line, Honda Link hotline. If you want to be a part of the conversation, hit us up, Sarder Heyman Live video stream, Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, and Twitter Live if you want to know what's going on. Jay Foreman, let them know about the Mercado. Certified Piedmontese special ingredients and butcher shop located at 84th and Havelock. Every type of meat, every type of cut. 102. <laughs> players on scholarship. Yeah, I don't think anybody knows, man. I, I think they need to come out and just say who's on scholarship or not, and then you can start Xing them off. Right, if, if like it becomes – it's important. I mean, right? at the end of the day, man, I mean, this is college – this is this is what we – this is what Nebraska earned. Um, essentially, when you – you know, when you don't perform and whatever the, whatever the reasons are, um, wherever the blame goes, it just – the job didn't get done prior. Um it's not, a, you know, it's the head coach is the one that's, you know, obviously thought of to have the most blame. I don't necessarily think it's 100% on him. There's circumstances. There's um, effort circumstances, you know, or stuff that you needed to be done or maybe like the details that didn't get covered. Um, maybe some misses or just, you know, and then, you know, the structure of how you do things and it just didn't work out, injuries and so forth and so on. So when you hire a new coach, you're, you know, you're, 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 giving him the 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 power and the support and the wherewithal to do it as he as he's done it before or what he feels to you know do it best we just talked about fred hoiberg right where he earned the respect to say hey look this is how this is what i want to do and i'm gonna go out and do it and structure it this way so matt rule's coming in um obviously he's you know everywhere he's been he's kind of came in and and blew the blew the place up, and 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 have nothing but the people that he knows and trusts to be in there, and here at Nebraska, which is probably the biggest recruiting, um, I'd say budget support and wherewithal is it, it, it. I mean, not wherewithal probably isn't a good word, but the 
the biggest team that he's recruited for, he's able to expand the roster. And that's what you've seen where, in theory, you know, he's probably added anywhere from 28 to 31 of the 39 new guys coming in just in a short term. So with that being said, he's, he's you know, you can't, you can't on one hand say this coaching staff has done a good job recruiting and going out and, and being attentive and being in all the high schools and going out and, and uh, you know, you know, looking at, you know, behind every nook and cranny in trees and always working and finding diamonds in the rough or potential diamonds in the rough and hitting the transfer portal, whether they work or not, but doing, you know, what everybody wanted everybody prior to do and then turn around and not understand that there's going to be guys that are on the present day roster that won't be here anymore. Yeah. It just, I, it, 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 they don't have that many scholarships. There's 85 scholarships. So when you got 102, there's still 17 guys that are not going to be there. Yeah. It, it... So the rea- in reality, even if it's 101, I mean, 16 players um, are in the in in play. And here's my question to you: If you're in charge of a program, and the program is not in good standing, that's why you're. That's why they call Jay Foreman, yeah, right? That, I, mean, I need you in yeah. there. That means some things went wrong. Very or, rarely are you taking over in, in Alabama, right? Sometimes <laughs> things went wrong, <laughs> gotta, right? Yeah. Right, and and yeah. there ain't much discussion about if you got to take over Alabama. Yeah, it's, you just sit back and just say, "Hey, man, right. just what 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 don't I do not to mess up? Don't, yeah, don't the pull wheels a Barry on Switzer. the bus go round. Don't and be round. like Barry Switzer. You know, we need to throw the ball all of a sudden. Yeah, right. No, yeah. we're gonna do what we do. Yes, but sir. but how do you as a coach? Again, with downtime in the season, so from end of season and then your hiring of the job, between now and when you finally get to see them on the field, because that hasn't been what's going on. You don't get to to train them, coach them, yeah. develop them. Yeah. So how do you make the decision reasonably between players who currently exist on the roster and players that you want to bring in to join, to add yeah. to the roster – how do you decide? Is that just simply eyes on that, you know what, this guy looks better on tape than this guy. I trust this guy more than another. Uh, this guy was in a system that I run, and this guy wasn't. How would yeah, Coach a, Jay Foreman make that decision well, in lot, February? I mean, it's, a, it's a lot of factors. I mean, ideally, I would try to do my due diligence and realistically meet and get to know all the players. Um that's part of the job, and because you just never know who's on that roster. I mean, it's no. Okay, here's a perfect example. Okay, Bill Callahan recruited Indomitian Sue. Okay, it's widely known under under Bill Callahan when they're here. Indomitian Sue wasn't playing up to his five star potential when coming out of high school. Right? If Bo Pelini had came in and just blew up the whole, just pretty much ran everybody off, mm-hmm. the number two pick in the draft is there. Prince is there. Eric Haig is there. All those guys are on that roster. All those guys that Dominican still playing. So that's why I'm a big proponent of seeing it. And sometimes it could be numbers. It could be I got these guys out of the portal. Those new guys ain't going nowhere. Unless they just come in and just – I don't like Lincoln. I don't like Lincoln or so bad. And, and, you know, they they doing a turnaround down and around where it's like, you know, you're flying on a flight – you know, land at 12, catch one, two, go back home. Go right back home. That's not happening. So thir- those 39 are accounted for, and then some of the guys that have played before. And so it could be numbers, circumstances. You don't fit into their scheme, and it has nothing to do with you. It might be body types, which we've seen the previous staff talk <laughs> yeah, about right? body types. 
right? straight up body. I type. want them tall and long. I want them tall and right, long. Right, but that's but that's up. That's that's but but yes, we can talk about it now. But that's what they if that's what they view or want to be successful, then you got to support it, or then you know you got to let you got to give them the support to make those decisions. So. You know, some of it could be a lot of other things. And it's not that, you know, both those kids are not bad kids. It just could be caught up in the numbers game. Can you I, see it all the time. Right. But so then it I, sucks, right? It does. Yeah. It does really suck. But at the end of the day, you know, I, in Alante's case, I know uh, Anthony's got one year, but Alante, he's got a lot of football left in him. He might be able to land in a spot there where he'll get a, a ton of opportunity and, and be successful. I think everywhere he goes, he yeah. checks his. He checks, he checks every all the box. Bo- he checks all the boxes, and so that's that's probably one that hurts because he has leadership ability and he could he could help galvanize a room with your message because he's a team player. Which I I would have thought was required here. Yeah, and it, but look, the fact that I mean we're only going off what been reported. He didn't come back in January, so that's a choice not to come back in January. Mm-hmm. And we don't know if that that those conversations were had prior to January with either the wide receiver coach, offensive coordinator, head coach, or combination, or he saw the writing on the wall. There's 16 guys in the room. There's a That's a lot of scholarship guys in the room. Really, to be honest, if there's 16 linebackers in there, and really beyond, here's a, here's a, here's a personal example. There was over 20-something, I think, linebackers getting drafted when I was in the – or the, at, when we were at the combine. You, besides, like, Javon Curse. And all the guys that like Mike Peterson that kind of went a little bit higher, you, you couldn't really tell between all of you. It's a crapshoot. I mean, Joey Porter is a borderline Hall of Famer. He went late third round. Jay Foreman, who played nine years, went late fifth round. There was guys that were drafted, you know, to a guy to the Eagles, a guy to the Cleveland Browns. They went second in the round and, and so forth and so on and couldn't play dead. So when there's a lot of guys, you just, there's not a lot of reps there. It's just not. It's a number. It's, it's, it's hard to. And you're not even counting the walk-on guys that already been there before. There's just not a lot of reps there for you to prove yourself. So maybe you know that the writing was on the wall, or you viewed the writing was on the wall. I would have been a big proponent to come back and see. It's just, I guess the way I read it, he's not even he's not in school, which I think is probably the most important thing. Um. So I guess he's maybe trying to find out what he's going to do. I have no idea. I mean, that's up. That's what he's doing. And and not being in school changes the academic eligibility. So that's right. in place. So if and we don't know, did he leave in good standing? If he leaves in good standing, he'll he'll re, he'll yeah, enroll I, somewhere I, I, in good I standing. I imagine he did, but I would I would advise to come back, be in school, um, figure it out there, even if you're not with the team. Yeah, just to be because around. you're not anywhere else. You didn't hit the portal and. Uh, after Thanksgiving, you know, hit hit the portal at some point in time, and then school started back January what fifteenth or something like that. Yeah. So a couple of weeks ago, and you your name didn't you didn't you know hear hey you're in the portal and then I'm going to Illinois State or and something that's like usually that. a time when that happens because if you're at home and then you're going right. to go to a space like you, did at you home. forget did you forget yeah. to go yeah. back? Yeah, it's it's tough. It I'll ask you this because in talking about the NFL, people talk about well the NFL has become a pass first league but we understand the value of a running game but it is a it is a pass first league is the big 10 a pass first or run first league overall yeah no it's run right so i mean you got a few outliers now i think it's changing though um i don't know what purdue's gonna do but it seems like wisconsin's gonna pass a little bit more it seems like iowa with actually a legitimate 
proven quarterback is going to be able to pass it a little bit more. Um, they hit the portal pretty, you know, decent. And, you know, with, well, first of all, they got a, two legit tight ends. So that's going to open up their passing game. Not the vertical, vertical, but we're, they're going to be they're going to be a problem on offense. If you think that them two tight ends ain't going to be able to put in, put in work, you better get ready. Because I could tell you this, Eric All, if he's healthy, he's a top three round draft choice. Lachey, who is healthy, is a top two round draft choice. So you got two NFL tight ends right there. You got to expect that the offensive line is going to be better. Therefore, you got a quarterback that can game manage and win some games. And you're just going to assume they're going to get a, a running back out of Chicago or wherever they get, and he's going to be able to rush for a G. And you're going to assume that the defense is going to be it. So they, that, they, they essentially push reset. We're here. We think we have it cornered. But they're going to be a little bit more explosive in the pass game. I think Minnesota is going to be more explosive in the pass game with their quarterback. And they're going to be more explosive in the pass game because of their ability to run the ball with the conventional run along with the quarterback doing different things that P.J. Fleck would like to do earlier with this quarterback you're, here. You're, you're getting in directly in the lane in which I was curious because twofold. One, the second part of that question would be, doesn't that mean that Nebraska, in order to catch up or to be play at the level that it should, needs to be run first? And does it seem that they're doing that? Nebraska's got to do, improve on the offense and defense line before they even think about doing any, anything else. Period. And you, the easiest way to really – lesson i guess the gap is to be physical and to have and be fit and here's why you at be, whatever you're doing at whatever you're doing and here's a way that he could be that they here's what people don't understand about being physical i can't speak for satterfield and and matt rule and all those guys and mcguire i can't speak for them but the way that you can be physical if your offensive line isn't up to your standard is a la in quotations, I'm not even going to say who who I was going to say, but you can be physical out on the edges. Well, so I mean, wide receiver right. screens where you allow those big dudes to come down there and, and pound on linebackers and corners. Well, it's not it's not only that. It, no, it's not that because if you if you're if you have wide receiver screens and your and your lineman can get out there, then mm. you should be actually running the ball straight. Right. So so if you can't run the ball straight, so then you throw it on on the edge. You have a multitude of different bodies at wide receiver, tight end position, mm -hmm. kind of uh, H-back, you know, dual threat guys that can be physical out on the edges with stock blocking. You can X block. You can crack on safeties and linebackers. You saw it in the Super Bowl, right, on the on when they ran the, essentially the outside sweep, the, the old Green Bay sweep where mm -hmm. you saw 45 cut the end, both the linemen got out there, but then they had a really good stock block or a crackback block. That's how you can become physical out there. But sooner or later, you have got to be able to knuckle up and play, you know, big boy football in the Big Ten. You have to do it in the, you have to do it in the SEC, SEC. You have to do it in the ACC, mm -hmm. and at times you have to do it in the Big Twelve. So you have to be able to be physical. Now there be, there's teams that are going to add more explosive passing elements. Illinois will this year as well. Watch, they'll be more explosive. They have to. They don't have Brown anymore. So. So then you got to think, we don't know what Purdue's going to do, but Purdue's always been that team. The thing that um, what Maryland's going to do now, what they're trying to do, they already know they can pass the ball. Mm -hmm. They they actually have a really good running back. He's young, but he's good. But he's good. So that lets you know that their offensive line is improving. Where does Maryland need to get up to snuff? Defensive line. So they are getting it. They're ahead of us. So there's ways to do it. Penn State, you know what they they're, where they're at. So you have to be able to be explosive passive or be able to throw the ball. But this is an air raid. 
So however you get to trying to be physical, you can do it in the short term out on the edges. But when it comes down to it, when it gets about a, about about a week or two before Halloween, middle of October, mm. the nine on seven drills better be hell, boy. Well, I mean that that that's so big. Web Blanket says this, and 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 I want to be clear. Uh, he says, DP, here's where Marcus Satterfield teams ranked in the in in the conferences in which he coached in over the last four years as an OC. Uh, 2013, he was third out of out of ten. 2014, he was nine out of ninth ninth out of eleven. 8th out of 12, 12th out of 14, and then he goes on to say that Nebraska will not be a run-first uh, offense with this staff. I'm pointing out that if you're going to, and I'm not disagreeing with you, I'm literally saying Nebraska fans need to pay attention to, to, to the numbers and what's in play because when I asked Jay if the Big Ten Conference is a run-first conference, can Nebraska compete in a run-first conference if they are not run-first? That's what I'm asking. I'm literally asking the question because do we really believe that Nebraska can come in with new receivers and a new coordinator and a new quarterback's coach and a new receiver's coach and move up to the top third of the Big Ten Conference and throwing the football around? Well, I think, like I said, you can do it a different way. I mean, it's no different than the 49ers when they were, you know, throwing the ball. That was part of their passing game. Mm -hmm. But you have to be physical out on the edges. Um, the 49ers were always physical, period. But that's the way they were able to, you know, get you know get guys and, and get advantages. So, I think Nebraska – I mean, I think that if you get – obviously the rankings aren't there, I'm assuming, right? I'm, I'm just assuming when, he, when Trev hired Matt Rule, Matt Rule hired Satterfield, the conversations were had. Nobody's oblivious to what the Big Ten is, okay? The Big Ten no, isn't the one when I grew up where it was like Ron Dane, three clouds, yards of clouds of dust and all those guys, and it would be like, you know, pass the ball ten times. We're not saying that. But the Big Ten is extremely physical, extremely physical up front. They're big guys that can move. It's big defenders that can move. You're not going to outspeed anybody. You're not going to necessarily – trick anybody and, and, and have a heyday where you have a secret playbook that nobody's ever seen. They're extremely well coached. They're veteran coaches. They're actually in the forefront of innovation. Um, Ohio State is able to do to be a, a somewhat pass first, but they have two NFL running backs and a ton of NFL offensive linemen. They can be physical. I think they've learned their lesson, right, where they tried to be too cute. And, and try to win from outside in. And then guess what? Michigan said, we're going to do the exact opposite. So I'm assuming when these conversations were had, when these guys were hired, that they understood the la the landscape of Big Ten football. Because if this is if that was not happening, then then it's it, it's going <laughs> to it's, it's, it's going to take a couple years to understand. I, and, I'm, and I know this or I assume this. Matt Rule knows he's been around long enough. He knows everybody. I'm sure he's watched a ton of tape. Mm -hmm. He's seen how you how you got to play. Marcus Satterfield as well. I will say this, you know, when and you know, I don't know who called plays down in South South Carolina. All I know is he was a, he was the, he was the offensive coordinator, right? So I'm assuming he called plays, just like I know Eric Benjamin called plays. Mm -hmm. Where they when they really took off, he got a good rhythm on what Spencer Rattler could do. They weren't a especially later in the year. That's what I'm saying. Later in the year when yeah. they got when they got on that heater. Yeah. I think he really got in. He really got caught a rhythm in what worked, what did, and that's what happens when you get a guy out of transfer portal, right? It, it, I mean, it is. You can go through spring spring practice, and then it's a total different atmosphere for Spencer Rattler 
coming into South Carolina without Oklahoma weapons. But guess what? They got some dudes on the outside, and that's where they got extremely physical. And then they I always talk about 44 that having if Marcus Satterfield ever comes on, we can ask him about him how how I I feel from a defensive standpoint. He was as important as a quarterback and receivers in the offense. He could set the edge, he could catch in a short area, but he was a guy that was almost like an extra offensive lineman and he was extremely athletic. He was a problem for defenders because of the, what he's able he's able to erase a lot of He wrecked schemes. But he was able to erase any kind of leakage there and gave the quarterback and in Satterfield uh, you know opportunities to call plays that could work so they were extremely physical outside that's how you can be physical then what that do it allows them to close out games to line up and bust guys up because they had some big old boys up front they softened the defense a different way so you could take that approach but you got to make sure you have the guys out there that, that can do it now Nebraska when you have 16 guys or 15 guys in there You'd like to think I can get five guys that can replicate what I did. You'd like to think I can well, you, I, I can get thirty three percent. What is that? Five out of fifteen? But, but is that, that one out of but three? That's is that if right? you went and got all massive wide receivers instead of you went and got well, all track guys. But you, oh, yeah, you went and got yeah, all yeah, track true. dudes. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Just tell me you're gonna run the ball in the Big Ten conference. You got track dudes. Hold on, but 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 it's different though because if you have tight ends, right, mm-hmm. that are a problem. So if you think that okay, Gilbert's gonna handle his business. Fedoni, you can even say um, Carney, and what's my man from Creighton Prep? Rollins. Rollins, okay. The the last two aren't like big as the first two. But, but, but plenty enough. But plenty enough. And they have something that a lot of people don't have. Height, which gives you leverage, so you don't need to be as bulky. So you get them out on the edge. That's where you can get physical. And then that's where the track guys can go. Yeah, and to be clear, I asked the question on so, both sides because I don't know. If you tell me you're going to be run first, then I have to ask the next question, which is what receivers do you have are going to implement that? And if you're going to be pass first, does it will it work in the Big Ten Conference with the personnel that you have? So I don't have the answer. I'm asking the question to get to it and to be clear in it. I'm still not sure what well, we it about is. To, we about to see. Well, we you know, there's still 60 days. We got plenty of time. And as we now know, there'll be at least 16 changes in personnel in the meanwhile. Hey, man. It, it, <laughs> you know what? To be honest, here, but, but listen here. It's going to be below. I, I'd assume it's going to be below 85. It's going to be below. Oh. It, it's going to be below 85. 80. 80. And, and then, and then uh, they don't think that there's going to be guys in the transfer portal after spring. Yeah. Eight, like 80. There's going to be guys in the transfer portal after sw- oh. spring. Not just here, but just everywhere else. You're going to have to be combing that. You're going to be combing the streets in. And then doesn't JUCO kind of have like their graduation? Yeah. You can sign a JUCO guy late, right? Yeah. Is that am I, am I correct there? Like JUCO guys. Especially. Because JUCO guys would actually be in school. Uh-huh. You know, because JUCO guys have to graduate. Well, some of that is el- to elevate GPA so they right, be so eligible. Right, so they be eligible. That's what I'm saying. And so those guys changing bodies and all right, the other so stuff you, that goes with it. You might not be – you might be – you're not planning on being on a team, but you got to finish this semester right. in, in, at JUCO, right. and then you can sign somewhere. To be in good standing so you come go, December so that you can – well, come – Yeah, so you come can Come March. Fall. Uh, so you can be – but this is why we have the conversation because – the conversation is going to change week by week, sometimes day by day, as this roster is formed and reformed because it will be. 
just know that, that it's the conversation will be fluid. We'll jump back to it, uh, talk a little bit more hoops. Uh, when we come back, talk a little XFL. We got football on, on Saturday, Jay. Football on Saturday and I Sunday. Know. What the heck is going on? Yeah, you know, that, that football hangover won't, may not be so bad if we get connected to it early enough. Watch Old School Live on Facebook, YouTube, or Twitch. Old School with DP and Jay. On 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Maryland. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code OLDLINE150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Maryland today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days from issuance. Please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional not available in Washington, D.C.